Welcome back, coach. We are now in part two with Sierra Skako, business coach, scaling coach for online coaches, helping you get more done in less time and make more money in less time. Because here's the dealio, okay? Your time, the Lord has been showing me this this year. Your time, my time is the only spendable resource that we can never get back. Okay, and Sierra is all about making sure that your time is being well spent. Okay, so in part one, she talked about how to get more done in less time, sharing productivity hacks for online coaches who are also stay at home moms. And now in part two, she's going to share her four steps to scaling an online coaching business so that you can make more money in less time time. She also has an incredible free resource that she'll tell you about at the end of the episode. Make sure that you get your hands on it and let's dive in. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high-ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. So good. Okay. So this is a perfect time, I think, to shift a little bit and go into part two of our topic where you're going to outline for us your formula to scale. And I know that there's four specific steps that you like that you recommend implementing for an online coach who's ready, who already has that foundation built. They're already earning five to 10K cash months and they're ready to scale to those 20, 30, 40, 50, and, and beyond cash months so that we can make more money in less time. Because we're also recognizing that, like, here's the thing with the theme, excuse me, the theme with Sierra. How can we get more done in less time? 
And how can we make more money in less time? And what I love about that is this year, the Lord has really spoke to me that like time is my most valuable, spendable resource. It's not the money. I can always make more money, but I cannot get more time back. And so that is what I love, that that is just a a principle that you operate your business on. So open up this world to us, this world of scaling, the four steps to scaling your coaching business so you can make more money in less time. Yeah. So we'll kind of, I'll give you the quick overview and then we'll jump into each one of them. So the four steps that I use are streamlining, building a team, delegating, and automating. And essentially it's like a progression through these four steps to get to a point where you are making more money in less time. You're able to spend more time with your family, spend more time for yourself, whatever you want to do while also seeing more income in your business. And ideally at that point, a lot of that income is also passive, which is so, so nice. So when the very first thing that you need to do is streamline and in this step of the process, it's really figuring out what that 80, 20 split looks like. It's creating the standard operating procedures or SOPs for your business and making sure that you understand what is working, what isn't. And after you have that foundation, right? Because this is, we're now scaling. You've built up this foundation. You were working your butt off to make this business happen. And sometimes things kind of fall through the cracks. Maybe there's like something that is not working with your current funnel. Maybe excuse me, maybe you don't have like your system pat down yet for like how you want things to look. And this is like for everything from what it looks like when you create a piece of content to how your clients work through your program or what, if you have like a group program or a one-on-one coaching, like what that looks like, you want to have a system for everything. You want to know exactly how everything is done. And the reasoning behind this is you want to get to a point where you can almost remove yourself from your business. So if tomorrow you could not work and like you were out, you're going to be out for like a month, would your business still be able to work without you there? Do you have things in place where you could still bring on new or bring in new leads, sign new clients and have things available for them. And in these first four steps, you're probably not going to hit that point of removing yourself and becoming that CEO yet, but you can't become the CEO in your business if you don't have those systems outlined first. So that is where streamlining really comes into play is figuring out everything that you're doing, just laying it all on the table. I I like to kind of do like a a brainstorm session where you just lay it all out, figure out everything that you're doing, what you want to be able to do, and then how can we work those goals? How can we work what you want to do into what you're currently doing and make it as smooth as possible? Yeah. Developing those systems is so important. So important. And and I like that you talked about like the funnels because I'm I'm in that season right now where I'm running ads and there was like, I mean, even prior to running ads, like when you are building out a funnel, I mean, once the funnel is built, that's great. But like, that's really just 
beginning of the journey. Like then you have to test the funnel. And, but once you have a system that is like wash, rinse, repeat and streamlined, as you just said, that allows you to like have one more step closer to removing yourself from that system. I mean, like imagine coaches who are listening here, imagine if you had a system in place that your freebie was being seen by 10,000 new people a day because you had ads and that funnel was streamlined and you knew that it worked because you tested it and you looked at the numbers and you studied the data. And now every single month, you know, hey, if I put X amount of dollars into my ads, I am going to get X amount of dollars back. It becomes very predictable. And then it's like, well, hey, if I put $2,000 of ad, ad spend in, because my funnel works, because it's streamlined and I got 10,000 back, guess what happens when I put 4,000 in? Gonna get 20 back. So I love that you talk about like laying it all down on the table, brainstorming, and then making sure that you were, your systems are streamlined, really fine-tuned, and using that to your advantage, like stepping out of like, being so much in the business and more running the business. That's so good. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a, as a follow-up to that, it's also important to, once you kind of streamline your systems, don't just say, okay, we're good. And we're never going to look at them again. Like make sure you go back and you check in, like whether that's like quarterly or you have like a set time, you want to just reflect and make sure that everything is still in order. Okay. Are there still any holes that I can fill? Is there anything that I could do to get better results. I'm all about asking the question, like, what can I do to make this better? Because there's the only cap on your success is the one that you place. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly asking yourself, okay, how can I make this funnel better? How can I make this system more smooth? Then you're going to keep finding these little ways to increase your income and increase your, make your business bigger. Absolutely. So that was the first one streamlining. The second one was Hiring Build, a team, building, building a, a team. team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bring us into that. So this one is the really fun part of starting to scale because now you're getting to a point where you can get rid of some of those tasks that you don't necessarily need to do yourself, right? The ones that you need your specific touch. You can now bring in people to handle that stuff for you. And it's really fun, but it's also really scary because I feel like a lot of coaches who are ready to outsource or who are at a point where they should be outsourcing, they start to freak out and say, oh, like, I don't want to give away this stuff. Like, what if they can't do it the right way? What if this doesn't, you know, work out the way that I want it to? And then I just have to do it all myself still. And having that mindset is just going to make it even harder to outsource the things that need to be outsourced. So when it comes time to build a team, the first step is taking that list of everything that you're doing and everything that you want to do and figuring out what could I reasonably let go of that's not going to give you like a major panic attack. Because remember, this is just your first hire. We don't have to outsource everything right now. Just focus on the first hire. Focus on bringing on one team member and then you can worry about the rest later. And so what can you reasonably let go of for one person to handle? And just like kind of, I like, I like to start out with like a, a general VA rather than someone who like is more specialized in like podcast management or social media management, like finding someone who can do a variety of tasks. That way you can give them like little bits and pieces and say, okay, like, do I feel okay outsourcing this? How much 
effort is still on my plate in this outsourcing relationship because there's going to be things that you're still going to have to do. You're going to have to delegate and we'll get into that in a second, but you'll have to still do things with your team member in order to make sure that that communication stays, stays strong. So when it comes to building that team, you want to make sure right from the start, that you have a good hiring process. You want to, and, and I like to implement a multi-step hiring process. So it should not just be going on Facebook and saying, Hey, I'm looking for a VA and picking one of the people who comments because that is just chaos waiting to happen. I don't know if you have ever tried commenting in one of those Facebook groups, but it is like, they're just vultures just coming in and (laughs) (laughs) it, it, it can be, it can be hard to, to find the right fit if you're doing something like that. Right. So I like to implement a multi-step process where you are gathering your your big group and then slowly narrowing it down to find the right fit for you because two people can have very similar, um, they can do things in a similar way. They can have the same skill level, but maybe one of them is going to fit your personality better. One of them is going to fit your business better. And so it's finding that right fit and finding it from the start. Yeah. So would you, so I hear you say gather your group and then kind of narrow it down. I would imagine that that looks like an application, you know, doing some interviews and I mean, really asking some important questions, make sure like, okay, what's your personality type? What do you, how do you like to communicate? You know, what is your expectation on training? Like that's a huge thing is if we're going to ask somebody to do something, they can't read our mind. We have to effectively train them so they know how we want that task done and accomplished. So that's really, really good. So step one, streamline. Step two, hire a team, build a team, start kind of with that general VA um, that you can hand off task and use it as like a building process. Like you're not handing off everything day one, starting with like, what can you reasonably let go of? And then building from there. Love it. What is step three? So number three, we're going to go into delegating. And that is, it kind of goes hand in hand with hiring your team. So now you have your team member, you're ready to outsource all the things and get this big relief on your part, because then you won't have to do all these things. You'll have more time. And this is where a lot of people will slip up is they will just shove everything onto the new VA and say, okay, you've got this. Here's what you need to do. And then they're still like, they still have to hold all that stress. They have the mental load still because they're thinking, well, is that, are are they going to do it the right way? Are they going to do it how I would do it? What if they do this or this wrong? Like, how am I going to fix it? Essentially, when you are building a team, you want to build it so they can handle things without you having to interfere. You want to be able to trust them enough to handle things without you having to always put your hand in. And obviously, trust has to be built. And this is going to be an ongoing process. But there are things that you can do in the beginning and are like on you to do if you want to make sure that they'll get to a point where they can handle things without you having to always be present and over their shoulder. So things like learning how to effectively communicate with your team, 
inputting them into your systems. And that's where those SOPs come in and like having exactly what you want done. And you could just hand it off to them, but being willing to be flexible and recognizing, okay, if they, if there's something that they come back with and they're like, I don't know how to do this, or um, I don't know how to do this, how you would do this essentially being willing to, to teach them and train them. You know, we can't expect it's the way that I think about it is when you go to like a job and you're working, like when I, I worked at Chick-fil-A. So when I started at Chick-fil-A, I had the skills of like people skills and like being able to take orders, but I had to learn from the other employees and learn from my team lead how to do like very specific tasks and how to do them in the way that Chick-fil-A does things like with the whole, whenever someone says, thank you, you say my pleasure, like things like that, that were very specific to that company. So when you bring someone on, you have to recognize that they don't know your company yet. They don't know how you like things done or, or really their exact position in it. It's on you to teach them that. And that is how you learn how to effectively delegate. That's so good. It's like, you know, you can hire somebody that knows exactly how to write an email, but if there are specific things, like I always sign my emails XOXO Cami, which is super sentimental to me because my grandmother who passed away in 2017, she would always sign birthday cards, XOXO, like grandma and grandpa. And it's just something that, that I picked up. It's like, it's part of my, my branding. And somebody could be an absolute expert at writing emails. But if I don't effectively communicate that, Hey, that's my sign off. That's how we, we end and wrap up an email. Like, how are they going to know that? So that's super good. So, so building that team and then having a really effective delegation process which means that the person doing the delegating, aka the coach, the biz, like the me, has to to we have to take ownership of the fact that like it, it you got to train somebody, and you know people are people are different. Their learning styles are different, and we can't expect people to just be a copy and paste version of ourselves. Not to say that they can't um, you know, almost become eventually to a point where they can kind of like almost read our mind, but like then that that's built up and that's a relationship that's built. That's trust that's built. Um, and it's on us as the coach to make sure that our team has all of the resources that they need to do the job that we're asking them to do and that we're training them effectively. So that is so good. Sierra, there's one last one and I'm, I'm particularly excited for you to talk about this last one. Hit, hit us with the last one. So the last piece of the puzzle is automating. And this one is is definitely my favorite too, because this is where you really get to take everything that you've been doing so far. You've set that scaling foundation. You know exactly what you want to do and how you're going to do it. And you get to put it in place with simple automations so you can make more money in less time. And that is, that's the whole goal here. So automations look like a variety of things. And this could be, you mentioned ads, that could be a great automation to include. So things that you do on the back end of your business to bring more leads and make and, and take yourself out of the equation to find more clients. So your sales funnel, um, setting up, if you use want to use like a CRM, setting up your onboarding process on there, these like the the systems part of it is is a huge part of automations. The other side of automations is creating offers that 
allow you to take your expertise and multiply it into various different ways so you can reach more people and serve more people in as many ways as possible. So this could be, if you're just doing one-on-one coaching right now, this could be group coaching. This could be creating memberships or courses or digital products, whatever it is that you want to create. And it could be at different price points. Like I, I am all for high ticket coaching. That's why I'm in powerhouse. And I believe that's crucial, a crucial part of the process. But after you get your solid offer and after you have that consistent income, then play around with what other offers do you want to create? How else can you take your expertise and get it out to more people? Because essentially the more people that you can get in front of, the more income you are bound to make. It's it's a numbers game. So the other the other part of automations, which is really like a step even further, is creating an agency for yourself. So taking, and this is where it really goes into taking yourself out of the picture. So how can you take exactly what you're doing, your systems, your coaching methodology, and teach it to other coaches and then have them be part of your group. So then you are also making more passive income, but they are the ones doing the coaching as well. Bold. Bold. You could literally just take what Sierra said and take it to the bank and cash it. That is gold. Okay. And let me kind of show you, give you guys an example of like what this looks like. And I'll kind of share this from like a vulnerable state of like where, where my business is. And then hearing what Sierra said had just said, like, how does that, what does that look like in real life, like in, in a coaching business? So for example, my one-on-one high ticket, one-on-one coaching, it became high ticket powerhouse. I fine-tuned that offer before powerhouse was powerhouse. That was my one-on-one coaching program. It was the, it was the formula. It was the curriculum. I fine-tuned it. And then I scaled it in a group setting. And now that it's in a group setting, and again, I am, I love high ticket. I love everything I ticket. But the thing about powerhouse is that now that all my modules are pre-recorded, I can technically also sell it as a lower ticket course, which is also like another, another tool in my tool belt, another, another way that people can get access to these systems without necessarily having to be in the group program. And then later down the line, I have goals and visions of creating an agency where essentially like I'm training people on how to, how to close high ticket sales. And then other people can come in, other coaches can come in and hire my sales team to go out and close their sales. And so there's like just multiple different streams of income and offers and variety of offers at different price points that, that allow my business to become like more full, like fill, filling the gaps, if you will. High ticket, in my opinion, is the best place to start to get that cash flow going. But that doesn't mean that you are only able to do high ticket forever and always in your business. No, 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 no. That's just where you can start to get cash flow going in so that you have the the money to invest to to do the CRM, to invest in the platform where you can host the course for a lower ticket, to host the membership program, to hire the team member. Um, and so I love that you talk about that. Okay, so let me recap this. We have streamlining, building a team, delegation, and automation. Did I get it right? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Sierra, okay. I want you to tell 
the listeners, where can they find you? Where they, where can they hang out with you? And then I know that you also just created a really incredible free resource that if, if friends, if you loved this episode, this is Sierra going even deeper into scaling out your business. And I'm not going to say anymore. I'm gonna let her, her tell the rest, but just turn your ears on right now. You need to get this resource. Yes. So I, first of all, I'm on Instagram at Sierra.Scocco and I am there every day. So come visit me, to, uh, send me a message on there. I also just created the free resource. It's called Scale to Success and it is the four secrets to double your income in a fraction of the time. So that way you can make more money in less time and yeah, go check out that. <laughs> Absolutely. And that that will be down in the show notes as well. So it's super easy access for you guys. Sierra, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.